Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice arrived in theaters in March 2016, and it split the fan base. Not because of the dark nature of the subject matter, but rather because Batman is seen carrying and using guns, grenade launchers, and heavy weaponry throughout the movie. When questioned why heroes were killing in the movie, Zack Snyder stated, While the no-killing rule may be true in the movies, that's not always been the case in comic books. Fans of Snyder and comic book historians picked up on this and admitted that yes, from the beginning... Batman has killed with a gun. But is this really the case? How many times has Batman used a gun on another person, rubber bullets or not? I took a dive into the Major Spoilers Longbox archive to find out how many times Batman used a gun in the Golden Age and why he stopped using them for nearly a quarter of a century. Major Spoilers Entertainment presents Batman's Got a Gun. Chapter 1. A Dark Knight Rises Detective Comics was the third comic book venture of Major Malcolm Wheeler Nicholson through his company National Allied Publications, which would evolve into DC Comics. The first two titles Wheeler Nicholson oversaw were New Fun Comics, the big comic magazine, a.k.a. New Fun Comics in 1935, which was a mix of newspaper and comic strips, along with some new comic strip-style material. This was followed by New Comics, a humor comic which evolved into an adventure series, getting a title change to New Adventure Comics with issue number 12, and with issue 32 released in 1938, saw the title change yet again to Adventure Comics. From the very beginning, Detective Comics kept its title, but it wasn't until 1939 that one of DC Comics' most popular characters would appear. Until Detective Comics number 27, the series was a hard-boiled detective series featuring Detective Slam Bradley, Speed Saunders, and the Crimson Avenger. It also featured Ching Lung, a yellow peril villain, which is very unfortunate, very racist, and very icky. Batman, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, played on the masked hero trope that had become very popular through the media of the day. While Kane would say he drew inspiration from the Scarlet Pimpernel, By day a wealthy fop, but at night a swordsman and master of disguise who rescues aristocrats before they're sent to the guillotine. And also Zorro, By day a wealthy fop, but by night a masked swordsman who defends the commoner indigenous peoples of California from the tyrannical Spanish officials. Finger would draw inspiration from pulp heroes like Doc Savage, The Shadow, Dick Tracy, and Sherlock Holmes. It is the shadow that we're most interested in here. By day a wealthy fop, by night a gun-toting vigilante with the power to cloud men's minds so as to become invisible and strike terror in the hearts of men. Remember, kids, the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Chapter 2. Copy and Paste. The shadow, created in 1931 by Walter B. Gibson, wore a crimson-lined cloak with an upturned collar, similar to Zorro's cape. He also wore a wide-brimmed black hat and a scarf to cover the lower half of his face. The Shadow also carried a pair of Colt 45 pistols, which he used often in both the radio plays and in the pulp magazines. 
It isn't hard to look at the popularity of the shadow and see how much influence the look of the shadow played in the final design of The Batman. To further the connection between the shadow and the Batman, Detective Comics number 27, The Case of the Chemical Syndicate, is a direct ripoff of the shadow's Partners of Peril story, which appeared in the shadow number 113 in November of 1936. In the 60-page story, the Shadow investigates a series of chemical syndicate murders, escapes from a glass dome trap filled with poison gas, and even mentions bats on seven different occasions. Bill Finger took that 60-page story and compressed it into six pages, with Bob Kane swiping several of Tom Lavelle's interior artwork pages for the comic. While The Batman was an instant hit with readers, Walter B. Gibson stated, Batman is just a clowned-up version of The Shadow. But... If Batman is very much inspired by the Shadow, and the Shadow uses guns, did Batman use a gun in that first appearance? No, not at all. Chapter 3. But, um... Detective Comics number 27 features a familiar cape and cowl, a utility belt, and a classic Bat logo on the chest, but no gun. Nor is there any use of a gun in Detective Comics number 28, though we do see Batman swinging through the city via a silk rope. Detective Comics 29 kicks off the first two-issue story arc as Batman goes up against Dr. Death. Still no gun, but gas pellets and a suction cup method for scaling the sides of a building do show up. There is no gun in Detective Comics number 30 either, but you'll be happy to know that Batman was finally able to bring Dr. Death to justice there is still no gun to be found in Detective Comics number 31, but it does feature the Bat Gyro and the Batarang and an overseas voyage to Hungary to battle the Mad Monk. Oh man, the Mad Monk adventure is pretty wild, especially when it's discovered that there are vampires under the Mad Monk's castle, and the only way to kill a vampire is to shoot it with a silver bullet. Chapter 4 There it is! In the fourth to the last panel of Detective Comics number 32, that is where we see Batman using a gun to kill. Granted, it is a vampire, which is kind of undead already. In any case, it took six issues for Batman to use a gun, which seems to go against the claim that Batman has had a gun since the beginning. Issue 33 sees the origins of Batman and his war against crime. The Waynes are gunned down, but nowhere in the issue does Bruce say no to using guns in his quest for justice. He does use a gun to trigger a gas explosion, though. Batman is seen holding a smoking gun in the opening panel of Detective Comics number 35, but we never see him firing it, or who he might be shooting at. Also, yellow peril alert if you plan on reading the issue. Issue 36 sees Batman firing a gun into the air to summon the police, but again... No one's the target of Batman's aim. By this point, Batman was so popular that he was given his own title in 1940. And in Batman number one, we see the debut of the Joker and Catwoman, as well as another battle with Hugo Strange. In the story, Strange uses a serum to turn a bunch of henchmen into monsters, and Batman brings them down by shooting them with a pair of guns mounted to the now-renamed Batplane. In the panel, Batman says, quote, as much as I hate to take a human life, I'm afraid this time it's necessary. And then we come to Batman number four, cover date winter 1940. This is where we see Batman's final use of a gun in the Golden Age. In the issue, Batman uses a gun to disarm a gunman in a speeding car by shooting him in the wrist. 
Interestingly, the same panel showing the gunman getting hit with a bullet contains an editor note which reads, The Batman never kills or carries a gun. And that's it. Throughout the Golden Age, Batman would only use a gun six times. Batman number four also features Batman and Robin fighting Blackbeard's crew, where Batman tells Robin to, quote, Use the flat of your sword. We never kill with weapons of this kind. Which may be the most direct introduction of the no-killing rule. Chapter 5. Turning Point. So, why did Batman stop? Well, some people will point to the introduction of the Comic Code Authority, but that was implemented in 1954, over a decade after Batman shot the fleeing gunman. Others might say it's the introduction of Robin in Detective Comics number 38, which changed the tone of the hard-boiled detective story, leading to more lighter stories of the dynamic duo. There's also the argument that if Batman has honed his fighting skills, a gun removes any need for physical confrontation. But there's one more reason why Batman stopped using guns. DC editor Whitney Ellsworth said, knock it off. Because millions of children were reading the comics, Ellsworth was concerned that the rise in moral panic throughout the country would soon turn on Batman. Frederick Wortham would shine the spotlight on Batman and Robin beginning with 1948's Horror in the Nursery, but for different reasons than the heroes using guns. In his personal memoir, Bob Kane said he was furious at the decision as it divorced his character from the pulp characters who inspired him. Friends of Bill Finger would later recall that Finger was never comfortable with the hero's willingness to kill from the beginning. The No Guns editorial rule remained in effect until the Silver Age in Detective Comics number 327, released in May 1964. In an attempt to update Batman and increase his popularity, writer John Broom and artist Carmine Infantino show Batman using a discarded gun to hold a bunch of criminals at bay until the police arrive. For almost 25 years... Batman had not used a gun, and this prompted fans to write in pointing out the mistake. Until this point, there had never been a direct connection between the death of Martha and Thomas Wayne and Bruce's aversion to using guns to fight crime outside of comments by Bill Finger to his friends. Detective Comics number 33 was the first time we saw the death of the Waynes, but it wasn't until Batman 259 that the psychological connection between guns and his parents' death and not using guns to fight crime was solidified. I'm sure we all know the story. During a night out, Martha, Thomas, and Bruce Wayne witnessed an attempted robbery in the gunplay between the robbers and a hero which traumatized the young Bruce. The gunfire, seeing a scary man dressed all in black and wearing a flowing coat, could easily have been the inspiration for Bruce adopting the scare tactic later in life, as well as adopting that no-guns rule. And that hero that was breaking up the robbery was none other than... The Shadow. In the team-up issue, The Shadow offers Batman a gun multiple times, and each time Batman rejects the offering, saying, quote, I don't need them now, or ever. That sentiment would be solidified in Detective Comics number 457 by Denny O'Neill, Irv Novick, and Dick Giordano. The title of the issue, There Is No Hope in Crime Alley, which recounts Batman's origin, again, and incorporates his hatred for guns. Since then, there have been instances where Batman is seen using a gun. Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, for example, where his decked-out Batmobile unleashes gunfire on the mutants of Gotham City. Rubber bullets, I swear. To Final Crisis by Grant Morrison, where the hero shoots Darkseid, stating, I made a very solemn vow about firearms, but for you, I'm making a once-in-a-lifetime exception. If the thought about Batman using a gun upsets you... 
Good. It should. If Superman doesn't need a gun, if Wonder Woman doesn't need a gun, why does Batman need a gun? If you're upset Batman doesn't use a gun, that's fine too. But ask yourself, why does Batman need a gun if he can scare and terrorize those he fights and tear them apart with his bare hands? And for both groups, each time Batman uses a gun, you need to ask the question, why is Batman using a gun? What is the writer and artist trying to say about the situation Batman is in that he has to use a gun? How does the use of a gun change the nature of the character under the current creative team? Does it make him a stronger character? A weaker character? And does Batman redeem himself before the next creative team comes on board? Or is this simply the writer saying, Oh, wow, a gun is cool. Batman should definitely shoot a gun. When you're able to ask the questions and attempt to answer them, you become more critical of the art that you're consuming and will hopefully gain a better understanding of the creative process decisions beyond, well, it happened 75 years ago, so I guess it's okay to do it today. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out this special episode of the Major Spoilers podcast. If you have thoughts, comments, or reactions, we'd love for you to share them in the Major Spoilers Discord server. You can join the Discord server for free, and we hope to see you there very soon. This episode couldn't have been made without the support of our fine patrons from around the world. If you find value in this episode, or you would like to see more specials like this in the future, point your browser to patreon.com slash majorspoilers. That address again patreon.com slash major spoilers and join our growing community of truly awesome people. You know, a silver level membership goes a long way to keeping our shows free for everyone. We'll be back next week. Why? Because we know that you love comics and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. This podcast is copyright 2023 by major spoilers, entertainment, LLC. Batman says, quote, as much as I hate to take a human life, I'm afraid this time it's necessary.